0: We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling Results Journal, developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk.
1: This is Results Radio. I'm your host, Sean Shuchuk. This is the show for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Get ready as we deep dive into what's important to you and your business. Get the inside track from the very best experts in the world today as we get real about your results. Welcome, everybody. As you know, every couple of weeks we come to you and we bring you the very best in the world from... All walks of life, frankly. Today is no exception. We have an amazing, an amazing guest and a great friend of mine. But before we get there, if you haven't yet, visit our website at yourresultsradio.com and get yourself a copy of the results journal. It was designed to help you achieve your goals and do it while collapsing timeframes. In other words, doing it in less time. So we're going to jump right in. And my guest today, and I I have to, uh, I have to, him and I were joking about this before we started the show. Um, He's got seven kids, and we were talking about if he knew how that happens. So we'll maybe talk about him (laughs) on the show if we get there. And uh, he is. That'll be for the uh, outtakes segment. Yeah, well, well, hold on, hold on. We'll we'll get to outtakes in a second. That, that goes live later. He, listen, he, <laughs> he believes in helping people, professional salespeople, sales managers. He is the guy that, listen, the entire country turns to when they want to know how to sell. Because, listen, sales is not a dirty word. Sales is something you do with somebody, not to them. He is an Air Force veteran, and this guy knows what it takes to sell, He is the sales whisperer, Wes Schaefer. Thank you for being on the show today.
2: Uh, You know I'm gonna play this uh, introduction uh, every morning. This will now become
1: my alarm clock. Well, that's a good thing. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. Tell me something. How did you go from being in the Air Force to teaching people how to sell? Oh my
2: gosh, that was a long, winding journey you know, I did, uh, I did my five years. I owed five years after graduating from Air Force Academy, but I just, I knew I wanted to be in the sa- in sales. I wanted to be paid according to my production, not according to my tenure, you know, or time in service or time in grade. And, um, you know, I was, you know, I was money motivated. So I did my five years and jumped right into becoming a stockbroker in 1997. And, um, had all types of careers, retail, high tech, uh, I was always learning, always teaching myself. Uh, if the company wouldn't pay for it, I'd pay for it myself. And then um, I just, I had a background in training. I was, a, uh, my last job in the Air Force, I spent two years as an instructor. And I liked it, I was good at it, it came natural to me. So after nearly a decade of being in sales and learning and seeing how others did it, I jumped into the sales whispering. I bought the domain name September 1st, 2006. So it's
1: just been over ten years. Well, congratulations on ten years. That's a that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Share this with with me, and of course with uh, with the Change of Results community and family. Is sales? You know, you know, I speak a fair bit throughout the United States and Canada. And one of the things that often comes up is um, business people jump into being an entrepreneur or what they think is an entrepreneur. Perhaps more of a business owner as, as uh, Mr. Emeth Gerber would say, um, they they tend to be technicians and they they use the term. Like, I don't like sales. I don't want to be salesy. Is is sales a necessity? Uh, Everything is
2: sales. You know, think about it. You know, the the devil sold Eve on eating the apple, right? Eve sold Adam uh, on eating the apple. People always say, oh, you know what the oldest profession is? And uh, it's like, well, yeah, the oldest profession is sales. So everything is sales. You go to a restaurant and they hand you a menu. They are selling you on why you should order from the menu uh, instead of ordering off the menu or ordering something custom. When you go in for a job interview or for a raise or for a new position, or you wanna take on a new project at the company or you don't wanna take on a new project at the company, it's all sales. So it's kinda like poker, right? If you don't know who the chump is at the table, then it's you. And same thing in sales. You You are either being sold or you are selling someone on your ideas. And so yes, everything is sales
1: so and I agree with you and of course you know I, I've been speaking and, and teaching and coaching for many many years and uh, there's a lot of folks out there that definitely need your help when it comes to sales I want to I want to take that to a whole nother level and I want to talk about how sales relates to money because there seems to be for some folks anyway there seems to be this misconception that uh, money is bad and this maybe comes from the idea of societal norms maybe some of a religious Background where there's against maybe it's a misinterpretation of some biblical mm-hmm. ideals about money being the root of all evil, um, and we have this as a society where money is is bad. It's it's yeah. uh, it's what causes challenges. How does that play into? Sales, and you're the expert in this space, so please share with us.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I'm always quoting that one Timothy six ten. For the love of money is the root of all evil, right? And people always misconstrue that, and they say for money is the root of all evil. And I, I tell people straight up, whoever says that money is the root of all evil is either not a Christian, or they are ignorant. There really aren't. There's no other option. You know, or they could be manipulative. They, they may know the answer, but they're trying to manipulate you. So out of those three, none are good. And, you know, we're talking about travels, and, you know, you've been around the world. I've been around the world. Uh, one of my first assignments in the Air Force was in Korea. And I got to see uh, walking through the little village right outside the gate of uh, Osan Air Base. And you haggled like crazy over everything, Uh, you know, clothing and jewelry and you name it, electronics. It was all about the deal. And that's when I realized, you know, how different America is than the rest of the world. Uh, You know, I was stationed in the Middle East and bought jewelry, bought electronics, bought food, you know, haircuts. And you haggled and they, they liked it. It was part of it. And there is an art to it. But, you know, money is not evil uh money is simply a convenient medium of exchange but most of us grow up not talking about money right you you don't talk about sex religion politics or money right in mixed company uh and i ask people this all the time in my training you know I say do you know how much money your parents made what was their salary do you know how much your house cost do you know how much the car payments were even today you see people, when they, when they pick up the tab for dinner, they cover up their receipt. You know, most people c- can't answer those questions. And so money was just taboo. Uh, and then they go out and try to become an entrepreneur, become a business owner, get into sales, and money freaks them out. And it's unfortunate. Uh, but you have this baggage, right, this head trash, this negative connotation about money. And you've got to get over it if you're going to succeed as a business owner and as an entrepreneur. Uh, And the number one job you've got to do as a business owner is to market your business, right? And so when you market it, again, you're selling people. You're selling them on opening your email or picking up the phone or coming into your place of business. It's a sale. Well, if I, if I a have goal. this
1: misinterpretation of money, and I don't grasp it, you know, and I, uh, money's been tough to come by because, of course, you know, you, what you focus on, you get more of. So if I'm focused on scarcity, I'm going to see more scarcity. Um, and, yeah. If that's the case, and now I have to turn around in my sale, and I have to ask somebody for the money, whether it is through, you know, a website, through email, in person, on the phone, et cetera. Uh, does that present a challenge? Yeah, yeah. If, if you've got hang-ups, and it's, you
2: know, it's the old ad, it was a Peter Drucker, I think, one of those guys, maybe Stephen Covey, Seven Habits, Affected People, and, you know, begin with the end in mind. So when you start something, in a marketing campaign, uh, realize the goal is to earn a sale but but the best sales people understand as well though the sale really is not the true end goal you know i have what i created the abcde system where you attract you bond you convert you know you get the cash but that's only the middle step you still have to deliver and you have to endear yourself to the prospect so believe it or not the Collecting the cash is not the end goal, but it has to happen. You gotta make money to stay in business. Uh, But great salespeople understand that if if they deliver a great experience, they'll then endear themselves to the prospects who will then help them come back full circle and attract more business to them. But you do have to collect the money if you're gonna stay in business. You know, Zig Ziglar, you know, calls you a a professional visitor or a professional socializer
1: if you're not collecting the money. Absolutely, I, I love that. For our, our results community and our Change Results family, I really hope you're taking notes of some of the stuff that Wes is talking about, because this is really important. The sale is is all good to talk about, but it all starts in the six inches between eight years now. Um, as well, I've interviewed and had the privilege of interviewing Tom Ziegler on Results Radio, and he shares some of the same sort of nice. philosophy that, that you're espousing here today. Um, we're gonna take a break, so for our results community, as you. You know we come to you every couple weeks we bring you the very best from from some of the very best on this planet stay with us for the next couple of minutes and listen as we share with you a few messages from the folks that help us do that we'll be right back stay with us
0: november 10th 11th and 12th 2017 is going to change the way
1: you see entrepreneurship business and wealth forever three days world-renowned celebrity speakers and teachers the best minds in the world mark it on your calendar here's a hint it's all happening in sunny san diego california keep listening for more major surprises
2: you and i know you're ready for more for the freedom that you were promised when you decided to become an entrepreneur sean Schuchuk is the number one results coach in the country and he wants to work with you but only if you want to achieve real and lasting results. If you want five times or 10 times your income and to do it fast, if you want that six or seven figure income, visit changeyourresults.com now. Send Sean a message and say, I want real freedom. I want to invest in myself and work
1: with you. Welcome back. This is Results Radio and I am your host, Sean Chuchak. My guest today, the always amazing Wes Schaefer, the sales whisperer, Wes, tell me something. When you work with people and you train people and somebody leaves your class, leaves your training, uh, finishes perhaps a program that you offer, and are they equipped with all the tools they need to go and generate sales?
2: Oh, wow. You know, it depends on the class, but ultimately, you know, the honest answer is no. I became a great salesperson uh, when I found a sales mentor uh, and originally went through a 12-week class with him uh, we met every week over the phone a group call back then, you know, we, it wasn't Facebook and private groups and blah, blah, blah. It was just a phone call, uh, and a workbook. But uh, I went through a 12 week course with him and then I hired him for some more intensive one-on-one help. Uh, and keep in mind, I was already, I'd already been in sales for nearly a decade, had made over a hundred thousand dollars every year in sales. So... By all intents and purposes, you know, I was a successful salesperson, but I was looking for more. So going through, you know, I have a lot of different programs. I, you know, one's free, Seven Deadly Sins of Selling. I mean, seven videos, workbook. Uh, it's, it's a good overview. It's a good starter. Uh, but then other courses uh, are, most of them are on-demand, self-paced. Uh, some of them come with a private group for reinforcement kind of support. But no, the the honest answer is you've got to keep applying and testing. Um, I give scripts. I give situational type of scenarios that are good role models, right? They're good templates to begin with. So you're not staring at a blank screen when you're starting. But everyone's going to be a little different. You know, uh, I tell everybody, take what I give you and use it as close to verbatim as possible to begin with. And then start to adjust it and modify it for your your own situations, but, but don't totally change it, right? Uh, that defeats the purpose of going through the training. So through continued support, through continued training over time, maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's a couple of years, uh, is really what it takes to master anything. I don't care if it's golf, selling, web design, you know, trying to be an auto mechanic. You know, to be a true master what was, what was the time,
1: time. What was that timeline? How long does it take to master it?
2: Well, yeah, we, we've all heard the 10,000-hour the rule, right? I think Malcolm Gladwell talks about that. Uh, you know, 10,000 hours, that's a full-time job for five years, you know, because you work 2,000 hours in a year if you work 40 hours a week for 50 weeks a year. So, you know, that's that's true mastery. Uh, now, like I said, when I, I had already been working for 10 years as a salesperson, uh, as a successful salesperson. So, you know, I think I reached – almost Jedi master status in maybe a year working with a private mentor. Uh, so it depends on your level, right? How much experience do you bring to the table when you begin? So, you know, I, I don't want to uh, inflate anyone's, you know, give them artificial hope, you know, Hey, yeah, take this one six week class and you're going to be perfect. It's, it's not, you know, and if you're very good, I, think, I mean, you're, you're, you're very good. You're very experienced. You know, maybe you, you know, you could probably pick one of the classes and it would like sharpen you in a couple of areas that maybe you've just, you know, over time we get a little rusty in an area or something kind of like golf, right? You know, you're you're already crushing the ball, but it's like, oh, you, know, you could all be a little better putter, a little better out of the sand, but I'm not teaching you golf, right? I'm teaching you some nuances in an area that you might've gotten rusty in. So we can all learn from everybody. But you know the, you know the, your question. Will they be a master? Uh, no, not not in just one course. Going through it one time, uh, you really got to apply yourself.
1: And now for the question that everybody, all our listeners have been waiting for. It's about the seven kids and how you got there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I bet they all want to know about
1: that. <laughs> I, uh, I I want to come back to something you said a minute ago about. It's the whole coaching process. Um, you know my opinion on this. You and I've had these conversations a couple times in the past, but I'd love for you to share with with our community and our uh, our family the change of results. Family is having a coach, a necessity is it 100% necessary. I think it is. You know, look look at anything uh,
2: you know I was uh, I'm a golf fan and there's a guy named Bubba Watson. Uh, he won the Masters, I don't think, a couple years ago. Uh, laid-back guy, country boy. You know, they got video of him in bib overalls playing country music. And they say that he has never had a lesson. And I was totally shocked. So he's literally the only person I've ever heard of at a professional level that doesn't have a coach. So so one I out of the... You know, I heard him. the
1: same thing, and I got to tell you, I'm not sure I buy it, but that's Okay.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure he played on a high school team or college. Or college, team. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but yeah, that's what I heard. So he's he's the one exception to literally anything I've ever heard. You know, look at Venus and Serena Williams. They have a coach. You know, Tiger Woods. You know, despite all of his uh, personal issues, you know, he had great coaches. I um, mean, pick a sport. You know, uh, the the NBA, uh, baseball, whatever. Uh, you know, the the great ones. You know, LeBron James in basketball. You know, in the off season, even even a regular season, you know, they have tough regimens they go through. And, uh, you know, these, these guys and gals at the top of their game, you know, they have psychological coaches. They have coaches for, uh, physical fitness, you know, for training, weightlifting, they have coaches for, you know, dietitians, you know, their doctors are, you know, medical coaches. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I bet Venus and Serena Williams probably have, you know, four or five, People that you could consider coaches um, in different aspects of their game. You could even say money coaches, right? They have a manager. They're going to have uh, a financial advisor. So now probably seven or eight coaches uh, if you expand it into those realms. So yeah, I, I think it's mandatory uh, uh, if you're really going to
1: excel. I agree with you. Let me let me shift just directions just for a second. We talk a great deal in, in the coaching realm and when we speak, and I know you do a lot of speaking as well. Um, are relationships important when it comes to business, meeting, building, nurturing relationships? Is that, is that in your mind, important?
2: Uh, it is, and it's the, the caveat is you know, the, the old adage, you know, people buy from people they know, like, and trust, and I think too many people become professional visitors. They want to be known and they want to be liked. And they put too much emphasis there. Uh, when in reality, even if you don't like somebody, but if you trust them and they fill a need, you'll do business with them. And the, the story I always tell, you know, my, my daughter who just turned 12, uh, she turned three in the hospital with a ruptured appendix that they could not diagnose because she was too little. And just uh, it was the middle of these we had these big fires, you know, Southern California, every Every fall or you know late summer, we always get these fires. And we're in a smaller town uh, and they couldn't evacuate us. They couldn't life flight her. They couldn't even put her on an ambulance. So it took 11 days to diagnose her. And the doctor that we finally got to a children's hospital, the doctor was well-respected. She was uh, come from Johns Hopkins and she had the bedside manner of Attila the Hun, okay? I mean, just rough, uh, not pleasant. So I did not know her, I did not like her, but I trusted her, okay? And I trusted her with my daughter's life. And so it may be an extreme example, but it's still valid. At a minimum, you gotta be trusted and trustworthy. And then being known and liked is certainly icing on the cake. And, and I think you can, if you start with being trusted, just like people's businesses will say they I wanna build a brand, I wanna do branding. It's like, you know, you're too small to do branding. You build a brand over time. Deliver an excellent product with excellent service, okay, consistently, and you'll build a brand. So that's kind of the same thing, right? Prove that you're trustworthy, and then you'll be known and liked. So focus there. You know, focus on being liked or or,
1: on being trusted, uh, delivering a great service and the relationships will come. I don't disagree with you at all. Let me ask you a question. If and we're, we're quickly, this, this half hour is really slipping by fast, so I, I want to I wanna get this in before we before we end the show. But I, I want to ask you a question. Um, we can talk about sales. We can talk about marketing. We talk about relationships. And I get asked all the time, what kind of a coach are you? Do you do sales and do you do marketing and are you a life coach and all these different things? And I know that you're heavily involved in helping entrepreneurs understand sales and drive traffic from an online standpoint when someone asks you a question what is the most important thing you can share what would you say what is the
2: most important thing i can share just uh, for, for what uh, like a salesperson in, a business
1: in, business, in business in business in marketing in sales as a business owner i would say
2: sell your product before you build it so you know that there's demand uh, i see i see far too many people put all their their eggs in one basket develop something and order, you know, a, a container load from China before they even know if it can sell, then they're stuck. Uh, so if if you can't pre-sell it at a massive discount, kind of like a Kickstarter, right? If you can't pre-sell it, then don't try to sell it after it's built. You know, so so start there. You know, from a, a everyone else, you know, I'd say what I tell different bi- people in business, the number one job of a business owner is to market their business. Like I said before, the number one job of a sales manager is to recruit. And that usually blows up people's brains but you got to always be bringing in fresh blood and the number one job of a salesperson, believe it or not is not to sell but it's to prospect and the purpose what you're doing when you're prospecting is you're actually disqualifying leads you're sorting sifting and separating to find those who have a need for what you have right now and then uh, the sale comes easy so Depending on those three types of people, that would be my number one advice for those three different segments.
1: That's awesome. Dan Kennedy, who I think you probably know, he's considered to be one of the experts in when it comes to marketing. He says that entrepreneurs, business people, should be spending 70% of their time in marketing and business generation. Do you? Um, probably, yeah. I spend most
2: of my time getting the word out. You know, I, I asked Michael Hyatt uh, a similar question. And, you know, I, I said, I think it's 90-10. I think it's 90% promotion, 10% product. You know, Michael argued with the percentages, but agreed with the concept. You should spend more time promoting yourself and your services and your offerings than you should be creating
1: it i don't disagree about any stretch uh for all of our community listening right now i think it's really important some of the information we've covered here today wes uh, i have one final question for you for there there are a lot of people listening who a majority of which are all small businesses entrepreneurs maybe even some solopreneurs what's one golden nugget of information that you can share with our listeners with the change of results family that they can take away after this show comes to an end wrap their head heart and hands around and implement?
2: Uh, Anybody can do this. And it is strive to be interested rather than interesting. Okay. And uh, related to that is whoever's asking the questions is in control of the conversation. So strive to make less statements and ask more questions. Anywhere you go, a networking event, business function, sitting on an airplane, you know, standing in line at the grocery store, just strike up a conversation. You know, hey, I like that tie. Where'd you get it? You know, I love that, your perfume, you know, what is that? And just, and let it go from there, right? And then, you know, oh yeah, this tie, you know, I got it, you know, for a men's warehouse. Oh yeah, man, how long have you shopped there? What do you do? You know, and, and just keep asking questions. Just see how it goes. Uh, and because the the more you can engage someone, this goes back to the knowing, liking, and trusting, right and building relationships. If you let the other person talk about themselves, they're gonna think you're the you're the greatest conversationalist ever. And all you did was let them talk about themselves. So ask more questions. be interested in others. Uh, and those relationships will form naturally.
1: I 100% agree. I was, and I'll share this very, very quickly. I was on a flight about a year ago between a connecting flight, Salt Lake City to LA, and uh, sitting at the front of the plane. And the gentleman that, that got on the plane in Salt Lake City, a very, very nice gentleman, very cordial. We said hello to one another, and he was. His answers were very, you know, the one-word staccato answers. Hi, how are you? Good. What do you do? I'm in business, type of thing. And, you know, I've been doing this a long time, as you well know, and most of the folks listening today know, and I I made an assumption, but I didn't want to put it out there, that coming from that part of the country, he probably had some affiliation with, with a certain church that, you know, has their... A very large community in Salt Lake City, and so I very gently ha- started a conversation. Again, it was very, very, very direct and one-word, two-word type answers. Uh, when he found out that I, you know, Stephen Covey, of course, was part of that organization, and when he found out that I had uh, done some work with Covey in the past before he passed, the the interesting part is this gentleman came alive, and I probably didn't mm-hmm. get a word in edgewise for about an hour and forty-five minutes. So you're 100% bang on. I think that's key. Wes, I, w- I want to ask you this. If our listeners and the Change Results family wants to get in touch with you to reach out to, the, to you, how do they reach you? The best way,
2: you know, all of my links are on my main site. So it's thesaleswhisperer.com. So it's like like the dog whisperer, but that's thesaleswhisperer.com. And um, my links are there for Twitter, for LinkedIn, for Facebook, everything is there and, and you know, I'm also renewing my interest, if you will, uh, in, uh, in a program called Make Every Sale, and that that course is just MakeEverySale.com. Uh, and so, when this goes live, it's going to be uh, kind of answered your question: Can you master something? I don't think you can, but this will this will get you pretty close. Uh, to mastering sales if you go through all of the videos if you plug into the program if you are active in the private group then you'll be a great salesperson uh, so they could check that out make every sale.com.
1: awesome i appreciate it very much Wes, it's been an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us on Results Radio. For our community, if you've not yet gone to our website and taken a visit, taken a look around and ordered yourself a copy of the Results Journal, please do so. It is designed, as I said to you earlier in the show, to help you achieve your goals, do it in less time, collapse those timeframes, get where you want to go faster. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, take care. I'm Sean Chuchak. This is Results Radio.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show and visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal.